0: The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.
1: And we're back here on Analyze This. Like I said, uh, it's a hump day edition and it's a beautiful day in paradise. We've got the Casino Control Commission here. We're wrapping up the conversation with them and then we're going to bring in um, the chairman of the... um, legislature's appropriation and budget committee um, Donna Gregory she's gonna be joining us uh, shortly but I didn't want to be rude to because we don't live like that and one thing we good for is, is looking out for us so uh, Miss Purcell you were you were wrapping up your thank yous with respect to entities like WTjx and other 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 entities that um, play a part in assisting the the um, casino Control Commission to address problem gambling
2: um, and, and just how we're trying to get that message out,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: I said, um, appearing on local radio um, programs, airing PSAs, we're replacing banners um, with the national helpline information in heavily trafficked areas in St. Thomas and St. Croix. Um, 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 encouraging our licensees and partners and stakeholders to also join in the efforts. Within the Virgin Islands Casino Commission, uh, we also have a voluntary exclusion program where a patron can come in and request to be excluded from the casinos from a period from one to three years. And we recently instituted a mandatory minimum period of six months that the patron must remain on the self-exclusion list. But um, knowing that um, time is running, I think the tagline that we have adopted for this month the, the Casino Control Commission, no one wins with problem gambling. And that's the message we're, we're saying. No one wins. Not the problem gambler, not his family, his friends, colleagues, not our community. And we're trying to ensure that when gambling occurs here in the Virgin Islands, is done so responsibly and to address anyone or to just give them, like I said, hope and help that problem gambling can be treated and prevented.
1: Thank you very much, Madam Vice Chair. For that awesome, um, very articulate way of uh, addressing an uh, entity that people take to ten for granted, take for granted, which is the the risks and and the negative uh, repercussions for the for the percentage of gamblers here in the territory, Mr. Chairman. Um, in looking over what was the original casino re- uh, re- revenue fund. Uh, Appropriations. They also had money in there for the village, the Virgin Islands partners, and recovery and things like that. Nature. So the legislature, you know, I am I go, I gonna defend, the, I go defend that branch, um, the 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 vision, and being responsible and addressing all of the, the 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 areas in government to include those who, who may be impacted by substance abuse, gambling, what have you. Is there?
3: It's just for us to carry out the mandate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I do believe that. <clears throat> That um, that allocation, you know, was was, was dropped, and they, they they were receiving funding from from other sources. But the one but the one um, percent that we have, we, we, we have a, an entity called VI Alliance on Responsible Gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, where um we would uh, fund these these efforts uh, such as what we're doing now with the uh, problem gaming um, awareness month. Uh, later on in the year, there's a Responsible Gaming. Um, a month and that's um, spearheaded by the uh, AGA, which is the American Gaming Association, which is the industry association uh, the, the gaming industry association um, uh, uh, association mm-hmm. you know so uh, that'll be coming on but you know we we, we we want people to look at gambling gaming as what is what's intended to be a form of entertainment but and as you mentioned a, a large number of people do in fact participate in gaming, and large people do game and gamble responsibly. But uh, we, we 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 are aware that uh, some people may have some issues, and the the the, the uh, purpose of the PGAM, as we call it, um, is is to inform people that they, if if they if they are having these types of issues there is help we plan to um do more locally you know uh, with that uh funding uh later on in the year we're going to um, uh, put out rfp so that we could uh, for for um uh, counselors locally so if they uh, uh don't get the help that they need from calling the helplines you know they could go and see someone you know here here locally i want to thank you um uh, Neville. You know, for uh, giving us this opportunity to, to, to appear here on the show, and we set uh, up
1: that um, that other appearance, that particular month that you're referencing, yes, uh, done later on in the year as well,
3: correct? Right. Correct. So,
1: so that'll give you at least two appearances here but, and analyze this. Well, I, I
3: appreciate being uh, here, to analyze this, and sitting on the couch <laughs> 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 and being analyzed. Yeah. But you know, I want to also give an, an, a non-shrink like <laughs> <Yes>. atmosphere? <laughs> you know, give thanks to uh, and appreciation to uh, uh, my my colleague, you know, Vice Chair um, Herman purcell our uh staff executive staff and our inspectors out yes. there
1: on the field now thank you very much thank both you so of much you. great great discussion this morning responsible discussion most importantly
3: exactly and thank
1: you very much madam vice chair as well miss purcell uh for making yourself available this morning appreciate that thank, thank you sir you thank got you for it the invitation. you got it you without the doubt that's the virgin our casino control commission um this month uh is um problem uh gambling awareness month so uh um, if you know of someone, you know, talk to them, let them know, look, you don't have to, you know you don't you don't have to do it. you know and 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 let them know, and and most importantly, based on what um, uh, Commissioner Purcell said, um, you don't really see the indicators, so you don't be afraid to ask a question uh, in terms of uh, uh, if you want to help uh, one of your uh, uh, friends or, or family members. Okay, so thank you very much to the casino Control Commissioner for helping this morning. Now we're going transition uh, straight over um to um the former uh senate president thank you very much my brother um um uh, the one and only Donna fred gregory who uh is serving her third term uh in the virgin islands legislature um she is the chairman of the appropriations and budget committee i believe that's the term the actual name but she's going to correct me um uh, very shortly i want to say a pleasant good morning um, to Madam Leading Vote Getter out at the same time as St. John District the Notorious Donna Frank Gregory. Good morning, Madam Senator. How are you?
4: Good morning. Good morning. and Good morning to the people of the Virgin Islands. And good morning to the WTJX awesome team.
1: Without a doubt, I'm Glad to hear you. It's voice. always a
4: pleasure to Shut up with you. So I'm looking forward to our conversation. Nah, man,
1: I like to hear that powerful voice, that articulate powerful voice coming out, <laughs> out of the West. The distinguished gentle lady from the district of St. Thomas, St. John. That's the type of that's the type of verbiage that we don't hear enough on the floor, Madam Senator. And I'm hoping that uh, your members are listening. Yes. Maybe we should, you know, just start referring to each other like that and feel just feel better about each other and being in the institution. What do you think about that?
4: I totally agree. Um, I think yesterday was such a good day because, um, you know, we did some honor and commends for a former senator and a former Democratic leader, uh, the former Senator um, George Goodwin. And when it was my opportunity to speak, I shared with my colleagues that, you know, it's just such a good feeling when, you know, uh, former senators come back. To say why it's a yes to honor someone that served with them, former Senator Roosevelt David, and um, uh, what's his name? Gosh, his name slips me right now. Jimmy O'Brien. who is his name could slip me? I <laughs> Jimmy, uh, Jimmy O'Brien, they came back to talk so highly of um, former Senator George Goodwin. So I agree with you that, um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with training. Um, so we point. have to really lean in more on um, the national. Conference of state legislators to really get training when I served as president that's one of the things I really try to do but as we have new senators in the institution it's important that we continue the training because I mean none of us we are elected but none of us really come with uh, you know the acumen as to how to operate on the floor so mm-hmm. we have to work with each other and mm-hmm. teach each, each other and support each other sometimes it's difficult because of the way that we're elected you know we are elected in this is so highly yeah every, everybody
1: it's- running against each other
4: yeah. Right. So uh, it makes yeah. it hard. It makes it hard, but I've I've always made a commitment that, you know, regardless of what it is, I'm going to definitely work along with my colleagues and, you know, help if in if there's any way that I can show them the way. That's what I do. So, I'm up. always I'm always in a teaching mode behind the scenes with my colleagues, especially those that are So now I'm considered a senior senator. That's right. So, um <laughs> yes, uh um so now those that are those that are those that are freshmen or neophytes if you will, um, you know, I've put out a note to them, letting them know that I'm here. And if there's anything that they need, anything that they need clarification on or anything that they need to understand, I'm here to assist them. So no, I like that. I've definitely made a point to do that as we open the 35th legislature.
1: And that's what I'm talking about. I like that, um, Madam Senior yes, Senator. Senator. Let, let, me, let me let me ask this question. Um, um, how has it been transitioning from the chair back to the floor?
4: You know... Um, in January, it was it was a little difficult, you know, because um, you know you're so accustomed to be that person who everybody comes to, and then you know there's that difference. But I'll tell you, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling when you know you served in the in, in the capacity as president, and then you see how the legislature has evolved under your leadership, and you know it makes it made it easy for me to to hand over the gavel to our new Senate President uh, Senator Nova Lee Francis Jr. It was easy for me. Um, but uh, I had to convince some of my staffers that we are no longer, because sometimes they, they kind of get out of mood. I have to remind them like we're no longer in charge, so we got we, we got stand back. Stand down, stand back, and just let things work. And um, you know what matters most is that you continue to work with those that are in the institution and work along the. A lot as I am I'm a member of the majority caucus, still, um, what matters for me is that I continue to work closely with the, the the leadership of the legislature not only the Senate president but all those that are in you know in leadership positions now to make sure that we are uh, focused on the agenda of the people so it it, 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 is, it has its times but I always I always come right back to knowing hey your time up.
1: <laughs> I like that. Donald Duck School was renowned for that time. You know what I'm saying. So, so in this case, uh, that's very appropriate. Let me ask uh, this this question. Um, you are chairman of a, a, a newly renamed committee. So educate, enlighten the public with respect to, to <coughs> so what they may have the known. So
4: committee is infamously known as the. Uh, committee on Finance. Mm-hmm. but've and now it's named the Committee on Budget Appropriations and Finance. and i I think I had a conversation with a former Senator a few months ago, or weeks ago, rather, and he shared with me um, that uh, there were a few years ago where the name of the committee was changed. So I've been trying to look back to see if I could find the information. But we've changed the name of the committee for several reasons. Of course, you know, one of the major responsibilities of the legislature in the Virgin Islands is to pass a uh, a balanced budget. And of course we many times get confused with you know, finance and budget and appropriations are all different things. So uh, we wanted to, I, I um, was the one that brought the suggestion to the leadership and the majority caucus that, you know, uh, I really believe that the name of the committee should be changed. So the work that the committee does can really, you know, be identified in the name so hence the reason for the name change. Um, appropriations is a major responsibility of the committee. And um, you know that from time to time, we have to move appropriations. And of course the finance component is really tied to, um, you know, any any issues of surrounding bonds, uh, government insurance, the banking, um, and, banking and insurance um, entity. So any of those things that are tied to um, uh, finance. So finance, when we said finance in the past, I guess it covered everything, but finance really don't cover everything. You know, budget is on its own, appropriation is on its own, and uh, finance is on its own. So hence the reason for the change. And we've worked very closely with the National uh, Conference of State Legislators, and that's the direction that um, states have moved in. And so this name is not unique to the Virgin Islands.
1: That would be the, 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 the reference that you're talking about would be the 28th legislature? Two thousand nine, believe That senator
4: was yourself, as a matter of yeah, fact. That's
1: right. Two thousand nine, yes. two thousand ten. Years, truly was the majority leader. We made some changes. We actually changed two names. Um, we we moved, we changed government operations. Uh, we had put that infrastructure, uh, and and another an, another terminology, and we changed finance, which was originally Senator Lewis Lewis Patrick Hill when Adla Donna Storg, um, Senator Donna Storg was the Senate President, and when we removed Senator Donna Stork, and Senator Hill became. The Senate President Senator Carlton Aitel Dow was the chairman of the appropriation and budget committee in the 28th okay. legislature 2018 We have none 2009. of that
4: we, going, we staying steady no, yeah, yeah 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 no we no, staying no steady no, we, no, 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 steady. No. we no. moving nobody. no bad no, 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 steady no no and no 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 we, 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 we
1: were forced that to that we do to that but it. it isn't something that I I'm happy that we had to do but you know that the I don't ever believe that we should ever uh uh have to do that you know um, because it, it actually reflects some decision making, poor decision making early on. Uh, people don't look at it from that perspective, uh, but, but but that's what you're doing. You're actually admitting that you made a mistake. Um, and we don't want our leaders to be making mistakes of that nature. We want them to have to the they put a legislature in place, they lead, and and uh, receive testimony and pass legislation that's going to impact us. So you had a committee meeting. You had your first committee meeting. I think it was last week, Tuesday.
4: Yes, the 21st uh, so committee meeting. Very interesting meeting. It was an overview of, you know, this, where things are in the government of the Virgin Islands. And, um, you know, there was many revelations. Of course, uh, the members of the financial team were there. The OMB director, she fell ill and was not able to make it. So um, I believe that the, the yeah. Commission of Finance did an excellent job of representing the um, finance team. I, I said to her after the meeting, I said, you know, he's a good six-man. You know, she came off the bench and she represented. So, <laughs> um, you know, we wanted to do some fact finding and get some understanding because, you know, we've been hearing for uh, months that, you know, we had so much cash.
1: So now hold, now, now hold on a second. I, 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 I want to, for, for the purposes of the audience listening, the, the chairman of the financial, the governor's financial team is the OMB director
4: is the omb director okay so that's yes.
1: what you were, when you make the reference of being a, a good six a six man a six lady in this case Six lady, six yes, lady, that would be the finance yes 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 the, the, <laughs> the finance chair stepped in in a, in a in a in a in a chairmanship role deputizing for the omb director where the financial team is yes. concerned that's what you're saying okay good yes
4: and she did an excellent job mm-hmm. i mean you know, she take a couple for the team, but that's part of the process.
1: No, no, no. Um, I saw where that uh, we found out that there was an investment that was done without legislative approval, and you had a good conversation with her. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Two hundred million,
4: is significant money. Two hundred million dollars. Yeah, was um, was invested or, or set aside? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think government investments is important. I think it's is very um it's definitely not short sightedness. It's 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 the long game, but. What matters is um, transparency. Yeah. I think um, if we're going to have a government where our people trust our government, we have to be transparent. And I, I believe that it's a good thing, but like I said on the floor, and I'm not going to, to walk it back, um, what matters is you know, we have to share with the people what's happening in the Virgin Islands so they could understand why things are the way they are and the direction that we're moving in. I mean, that was basically the only concern um, from my perspective, uh, we should have had some information. I mean, in the testimony that was never said, uh, we spent an insurmountable amount of time talking about the ARPA funds, and those funds were ARPA dollars. There is, um, it, within the ARPA rules and regs from the federal government, there is a opportunity for local local or state governments, rather, to um, invest those dollars, because of course, you know part of the, the ARPA dollars was so, so states could recover so you know I, I don't
1: see anything wrong with the investment it's just how it was done i agree i, I as you know i'm pro legislature you know some people you know they, they might run from be, uh, being a member of the body and protecting it i'll defend that body till the, till the day i die because everybody is obsessed with the executive branch and they have the highest of respect for the judicial branch which they should but there needs to be equal respect for the first branch of government because that is the appropriating authority entity of the Virgin Islands and and we pass laws and that's very very important in a Republican former government we'll take a break we've got Senator Donna Fred Gregory joining us chairman of the appropriation budget and finance budget appropriation and finance committee joining us and analyze this today we'll be back right after this
0: The PBS NewsHour has a
1: rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling.
0: Only four people have sat
2: in that chair before us. And the enormity of this moment is not lost on me.
0: People
1: turn to us because they know. They can hear from trusted sources of information and news.
0: That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett.
2: And I'm Amna Nawaz.
0: Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12.
3: You know exactly how you take your morning coffee. Knowing where to get news you can rely on is just as simple. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News every weekday.
0: From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. You can also listen on demand via the WTJX app. Available for download from the App Store in Google Play.
1: And we're back here on uh, Analyze This, and we've got uh, the notorious DFG, uh, Senator Donna Frank Gregory, joining us here on Analyze This to, um, you know, just bring us up to date. Let us know about some changes and the runnings where um, the finances of the government are concerned. So, good morning once again, Madam Senator. How are you? I'm well. I sent Thank you, you I, I, I sent you a link uh, on your cell phone that referenced the Appropriations and Budget Committee with Senator Dow from back in 2009.
4: So oh, Okay. So some reason. It, for some reason, my link went down. Give yeah,
1: me one second. What just went cell
4: phone. You don't have phone, so check that. Oh boy. Uh, and I like
1: myself. I can hear you perfectly. You're sounding good. L- l- I l- can't see you anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, you. It'll come back up. It'll come back up. That's how earlink okay. is. It'll come back up. Let me ask you uh, uh, this question: What's what's the finances of the government of Virgin Islands? Are we okay?
4: Well, um, based on the presentation that was made, um, they did say that they are on track with our, the budget that was passed in FY 2023 budget that was passed represents some, um, it's about a billion, a billion 66 million dollars. Of course, there's a number of sources of funds, but they indicated that they're on task. Um, I, we saw in the month of, I think it was December or November where the corporate uh, taxes had a significant um, uptick but that was because FEMA finally paid out to those uh, uh, contractors some a number of uh, those con- contractors some outstanding money that was owed over the years. Remember that challenge with the uh, contractors where they couldn't mm-hmm. get paid. So mm-hmm. we saw an uptick there. But when we look at the numbers, where you know we're seeing that there's a dance, there's a dance. But uh, you know the the concern that we had is one of the co- Department of Finance. Uh, their information was not updated when you compared it to um, what's happening with the um, the Bureau of Internal Revenue. So we have to see those updated information. But based on what they said, they're on task. But my intention, and you asked about changes, is to continue to track it um, on a monthly basis and and hold them accountable because I believe that if we are not meeting our numbers, then um, we, we need to be you know re looking at our budget and making some changes and if we are meeting our numbers and which we will meet our numbers i believe based on the direction that i see things going in um you know they they talked about the the fact that they have all of these projects coming online so if, if we, the, the anticipation of those projects is a big deal that that's going to bring in a significant amount of um, funds into the coffers of the government. Well, let, me, but, let me stop you
1: yeah. right there. Let me stop right there because I, I want to ask this question before we get to that projects because we, the, I wanted to ask you about where, 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 where do you think you are with respect to recovery, but that's a little bit down the road. I want you to give some perspective to our listeners because when you first Um, came back home after matriculating on the mainland, you worked in the legislature and posted. it. Yes, I did. And and, and you just mentioned the number of a billion 66 million. I'm of the opinion that when you came back home, our budget was maybe a third of that, maybe 40% of that number. Everybody was like, (laughs) what? Three, four hundred million max. 28 million or something. Yeah, so so, so, so I'm asking you now to explain to the public Based on your understanding of numbers, like I had saying, no <laughs> that right. <in> right? <laughs> How we have evolved where our budget has tripled in what 25, 30 years. That's 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 significant.
4: Well, it's significant, but the virgin Islands has changed, it's an ever changing landscape. So, naturally, no, it, um, no, actually, to actually to it's
1: cost of living because number population
4: is, right. is, has dipped, right? The yeah. cost of living has changed, yeah. um, energy crisis, yeah. energy crisis. Yeah. Uh, Of course, uh, you know, government has to grow. And when I say grow, you have to salary increases are something that you have to pay up Mm -hmm. salary increases. So, I mean, there's just so many factors that, you know, you have more um, more services that's being provided within the government. So naturally, you're going to see an upward trajectory of your budget. But what matters, I believe, most importantly, is how are we providing government services with the upward trajectory of our budget, and I think that is an area you asked me earlier. So, what do you what do you see as some things or changes that you're looking at? And I think what we really have to do now is, you know, kind of drill down on. Um, you know, what, what are we seeing in our departments and agencies, especially those that are responsible for providing services to our community? At the end of each year or mid-year, we should really be looking at, are you providing those services? Are you receiving your allotment, allotments on time? Because if you're saying that we are on, t- on target with our um, budget and appropriations, if you will, then we should also be on target with uh, uh um the releasing of those funds and that remains a challenge i'm not sure I, we didn't get the opportunity to ask the question but in getting some feedback you know outside of the the on the floor discussion um the appropriations are still slow to come or oh, the allotments rather that and that those allotments just for the sake of the, the community that's listening those allotments come from OMB based on when the budget is passed so those are still slow to come not sure why that's happening I don't know if, you know if they're doing a dance because of course uh, the the we've learned just recently that there was three to, what is it? Four days of cash uh, sitting in our banks when the commissioner of finance spoke, she said eight to nine days. So of course it's ever changing, it's fluctuating, um, but overall we are a growing maturing society. So naturally um, we have to see increases in our budget as we continue to provide services
1: to the people of the Virgin Islands. Let me ask this question: This hundred and five million dollar settlement with, with with the um the, the government and the Epstein estate. What is your What have you been told? How that money gonna be spent? Is it just gonna be dumped into the general fund, or is there gonna be some specific, um, you know, upper, um, expenditures associated with with that that windfall that we haven't seen? of that nature in a significant amount of time. $105 million well, um, is a lot of money that. when you look at bi-weekly payroll. That's like four, four or five bi-weekly payroll, at least. Probably six. Correct. Yeah.
4: Four and a half. Yeah.
1: What's the bi-weekly yeah, payroll? Um, you so know something? What's the bi-weekly payroll, by the way? So the uh, Ballpark uh, figure.
4: Ballpark. Uh, I think it's about uh, you know, that one I don't have in front of me. She did, She did share it with us. I think it's about... Uh, I, I, I don't want to make
1: up a number. Okay. I don't want to make up a well, number. Well, well check this number. out. At 105 million, if you divide that by five, that's 21. So if, if it's,
4: it's about it's about 20
1: million. That's uh, so about 5P rolling. five payroll yeah, then. gross. Yeah, gross million. Million. Gross. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's significant so anyway, money. So, um, back to that question though. Yeah, what yeah, um, So the the Department of Justice was before the legislature a few weeks ago and we did ask them for a copy of the settlement agreement because, of course, we've never seen it. But in the in discussion, the current acting attorney general, she talked about the fact that some of their funding will be used to to, um, to address issues with um, sexual abuse. Um, but we don't have all of the information, so we're looking forward to receiving the settlement agreement okay. from them so we could flesh out whether or not some of those resources can be used to, to prop up to, to help us with our, um, our general fund. No, because
1: when they four days of cash and then eight days of cash, $105 million, you know, four and eight days, Madam Senator, that's significant days.
4: Oh, no, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, but don't, remember... Don't ease them, You know. But you can't... No, they, they haven't received the entire $105 million, you
1: know. No, I understand that. I understand that. But but sometimes executive branches are, are known historically to want to don't play what really going on. I'm serious. Let
4: me say something though. I'm be. i gonna be, be very you candid. You yeah. can't count that in your cash because that's 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 funding that's coming in for a specific purpose. No,
1: no, it's a settlement with the government of the Virgin Islands. No, if no, yes. no it, it it is for operating the government.
4: operating cash though. Remember, we pass a budget. Yeah, so we talk. We 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 have. We're doing a dance, right? Yeah. So we have operating cash. I understand operating that part. Operating cash is based on the balanced budget that we pass. Anything that comes. In the peripheral during that time, mm-hmm. that's not included. When we look at the fund, the buckets um, that was that uh, we use, that w- that we place the funding, uh, the funds in for the FY twenty three budget, mm-hmm. that's not in the bucket. So that number, that one hundred and five million, is not being counted.
1: Um, and li- listen, Madam Chair, a windfall is a windfall.
4: You can't use it how you want, though. Uh,
1: listen, I, 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 you agree? I I I'm not denying that. Here, here's what okay. I'm saying, right? There are times when unexpected revenues and unexpended deficits happen. And that impacts Correct. the government's cash position at that particular time. That's the perspective that I'm Agreed. speaking from. Okay, so you're right? looking
4: at it from the cash position. Cash position, that's
1: all I'm saying. I'm, I, the days Agreed. are cash. Well, that, that, I agree yeah, on yeah. that. That's all, that's all I'm saying.
4: Yeah. Well, it might be the government's cash position. Mm-hmm. The, the conversation around what we have in the bank isn't tied to the cash position. Okay. It's tied to the 2023 budget okay. and the available. So this is aligning the, the appropriation that was passed by the legislature and what's coming into the coffers and what they can expend based on those dollars that's tied to this, those funds that's tied to this year's budget. Oh, I understand so that. I agree that the information a lot of times is underreported mm-hmm. because of the, the whole budget, the appropriation, the actual expenditures. And of course we did not see the expenditures because Again, the Department of Finance did not have their I, information. I know what they uploaded, uh, so that in itself. I I I I've been I've been in
1: that I've been in that chair, like I don't say Saint Thomas. I've been the in chair. that chair. You check what I'm saying, me and yeah. the, me, me and our our friend uh, Deborah Gottlieb, right? She was yes. the, the uh, OMB director. Um, once upon a time, and we used to have the discussion because. First of all, you know, when they come before I used
4: before- to watch you. I used to watch you.
1: So <laughs> when they came before yeah, the legislature. On they- your
4: projects, how about that?
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I hope you, I- and I know you learned. I-, I ain't got to say I hope. I know you learned because you're-, you- you're meticulous in paying attention. But one of the things I used to have fun with her, with, with-, with um uh, Madam OMB director at the time, Deborah Gottlieb, is, you know, they used to use the word deficit, right? And I used to say, um, Madam-, Madam director, there's a difference between an appropriation deficit and an allotment deficit. Two different things, right?
4: And what you said, and what you just said too. Like, any, any additional funds are coming to the territory.
1: Exactly. Because that's I right. uh, because remember now, our general fund has been depicted as the black hole when it comes to dollars, right? And as over the years. And, and uh, we've done a good job. This administration has done a good job in terms of raising but the I number of days. I yeah. want to say something to yeah, you. Yeah. Go, right? no, go ahead. go
4: no, ahead. go ahead. I want to make this point. Mm-hmm. So, because I've been looking at states throughout the the the, the nation, and, and you know, because of the COVID nineteen situation, a lot of states had a lot of excess cash. Yep. Right. California had record pet billion,
1: pet record ninety four yes. billion or something like that. A lot of money. Correct.
4: Yeah. And one of my pet peeves is as we close our fiscal years annually. We are never able to get from the executive branch. How did we close the year? Did we close good. the year aligning with our budget? Did we close the year with excess cash? You know what the, the response is always? Oh, we have to do the audits. Man, yeah, man, yeah, man. That's not good enough. We have man. A, unaudited financials. And that's one of the things that I am going to really drill down on. Because if we have a, a, excess cash in our coffers at the end of the year the legislature should know that because there are decisions that should be made i mean states have done things like um because of all those funds that came in some states have reduced taxes some states have divied up the money and gave to the give give the dollars to their citizenry there's a lot of things that can be done but i believe that we are not i believe we do not get information because i don't believe that from a legislative perspective we've ask for it or we know how to ask for the information and get it from the executive branch.
1: I I agree with you wholeheartedly and you know the the, the one thing uh by the way let, let me ask this question. Are you meet with the governor yet man? The legislature? I meet with the executive branch yet or man? For the for um, the thirty fifth no. legislature?
4: I, I no I we I no we have not met with the governor. I'm, come on man. I'm hoping that the the Senate president well, I, I did have a. Well, it's for the go- it's, it's, it's for the, the governor to invite. It's, it's for the
1: It's for the governor to invite the the sen- the legislature through the senate president to come up to government house and let me sit down and wrap, exchange some thoughts. As a matter of fact, the, the earlier conversation I had uh, in the previous hour at the time. Um then uh then IRB director Marvin Pickering, who is now the chairman of the Casino Control Commission, he took us to task when we when we held off on a, a, approving the nominations because of some financial issues and the logic that didn't agree uh with what the with what the then governor said. These Listen, are I'm the,
4: with you, you know. I'm th- with these you. These are these are the things that we're yeah, yeah, not in charge of the institution. Yeah, so I'm with you.
1: Yeah, get get that protocol together, man. You know what I'm saying? No, That's I'm what I'm a talking
4: think- about. Protocol matters. I'm, I'm fully in concurrence with you. You got to get that protocol, that. You gotta get that the protocol sometimes together, baby. the governor does not invite you, you need to invite yourself. <laughs> because there's a lot of work that we have to do together, yeah, right? I,
1: I agree. I agree. So if
4: we're going to get this thing done in, in together, particular,
1: In particular, when the governor labeled himself a lame duck, you know what I'm saying? He did that. Yeah. Not the legislature. He did that. So that's why I think it's important. Uh, we got a couple minutes before the next break. quickly. Where are we in the eyes of Senator Donna Gregory with our recovery? Because we're um, we're five six years in, and we gotta get some stuff done. Things ain't working like it at the rate that I, we should. I think should. that
4: we are. I think we are behind, um, and there's a lot of discussions around why we're behind. Um, I'm not necessarily sold on much of the conversation. I, I think that we need, really need to ramp up the conversations about where we are with the recovery. I know we we have a disaster recovery committee. In in the legislature, and I'm, I'm hoping to hear from that, have a, see that committee meeting occur sooner than later, so we could really have a perspective. There's a lot of discussions about, you know, groundbreaking and different things. But as far as the recovery is concerned, um, you know, we're still looking at our hospitals. There's there's nothing going on in in this in my district as it relates to um, you know the breaking down of, of the demolition of, of of schools that are, you know, slated for. 100% replacement. So, I, I think the recovery is still slow. Um, just the other day, we had a discussion with um, the the housing authority, and um, you know, we need to see. We saw the demolition of our uh, housing communities, but we are not seeing the rebuilding of the housing communities. So mm-hmm. it's slow. And um, one of the things, you know, we have an issue with houses stock here in the territory. And um, when we look at the, the, the information that was provided, yeah, that that that, re- that
1: revelation that came out yesterday, the recent days, that's that's unfortunate.
4: Yes. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We're having a 2024 conversation around, um, and it's not even like a hard hard 2024. So it's very concerning. It's concerning, but I believe that um, you know we have to get the right people in 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 these positions so they can really push and understand. the the real need and the real urgency, I think, is the conversation that we need to have, the urgency of moving these things forward. We know, though, you know, we have to give credit where credit is due or or put information out. We know that FEMA gives the territory a really hard time to make, to approve um, these uh, PWs. I think that's what they call them now. Um, There's been a challenge there. Um, and then, of course, we have the issues the views with, and uh, with, expressed with on supply and demand, um, you know, supplies the- being available as a result of COVID. So there have been a number of challenges, but what I think is important that is that we lay out that roadmap. And, of course, that roadmap can't be laid out from the legislative branch. It must be laid out from the executive branch. Agreed.
1: I- agreed. Agreed. We'll take a break, final break, and we'll come back and we'll... I'll put a nice bow tie on an awesome conversation with Senator Donna Fred Gregory, Chairman of the Budget Appropriations and Finance Committee in the 35th Legislature. We'll be back right after this.
2: the secret to happiness? That's a really good question. And how can we live a more meaningful existence? Here's the secret, I think, of life. I'm Manush Zomorodi. Each week on NPR's TED Radio Hour, we go on a journey with TED speakers who help us answer some of life's biggest questions. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's get right to it. Join
0: us. Saturdays at 4 p.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. A new year equals new business opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations. One in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peters Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. Bankofstcroix.com. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council.
1: And we're we're back here to analyze this, and we've got uh, the Chairman of the Budget Appropriations and Finance Committee, Madam leading vote getter, Senator Donna Frick-Gregory joining us. Good morning once again, Madam Senator. Glad to have you on. Madam, Madam Senator, one of my um, regular listeners say, $1 billion for 87,000 people. Aren't we living good? And my response to them was precisely. However, WAPA taking too much or sucking too much out of a percentage of that money Um. For and then obvious,
4: there's a rippling effect. For, and The for, ripple effect yeah. is when you get to the grocery
1: stores. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay. Dispos- it's it all, about, it's well, all about it's so. all about disposable income in a consumer-driven economy. So the Absolutely. question the question is, um, any any good news? You hearing anything from the legislature perspective? Where our energy crisis is concerned? Because one one thing we- that one thing about, the, about this audience and analyze this when they hear Wapa Telling and to go up fast. So anything you hearing anything, man? Help us out.
4: Well, um, so
1: we know I walk hard to try to put some policies in place.
4: Committee on energy, but this is what I'll say, and I think I said it on the Senate floor uh, just uh, the other day that you know, in order for us to resolve this issue, you know, the the executive branch can't move in one direction. Oh, and, and the legislative branch move in a different direction, right? So, in the testimony of the OMB director, uh, she talked about the resources. The, the monthly allotments that's currently um, going to the coffers of WAPA. And then she indicated that um, I think it's by May that those funds will run out. And then she said something that really was, it peeved me when she said, and the legislative branch will have to figure out the, the resources. And from my perspective, I, I believe that, you know, making those types of comments without, it's sort, 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 somewhat a little disrespectful because You know, in order for us to to really look at how we will be addressing this crisis, uh, we have to work together. So the legislative and the executive branch must come together to begin to solve this issue. We cannot solve this issue in a vacuum. When I served as president, I think it was somewhere in November or October, I wrote a letter to the governor saying, listen, we need to have a meeting with you uh, along with the delegate and um, the folks from WAPA, so we can begin to have the conversation around where we're going with this. What can we do from the legislative side? What are they doing on their side? You know, you know, what is what everyone is doing to address this issue? Um, we did have a quick meeting. Um, I did not leave the conversation. I use this term feeling warm and fuzzy. Um, and since then, we haven't really heard anything. And again, it goes back to what you said earlier. Uh, this issue is a critical issue that's affecting. Not some Virgin Islanders, but all people Correct. that work and live here, and it's a matter that really needs to be on the forefront of our agenda as elected leaders in the territory. This matter, you know, we talked about the issues with GRS, then we see other things bubbling up on top of that now. But we have to, we have to hunker down and drill down on where we are, where we're going with the energy crisis in the territory. And you know, we the the, the new executive director for the versions Water power authority was hired and I'm not sure what what's happening there so we are literally in the dark if we want to, if I'm going to be upfront with you at least from my perspective um we don't have any information so again we have to get to the table and have the discussion with the governor to find out exactly where he's going I know he took a several trips to Washington DC but you know don't, don't, my perspective on this is you know, don't make all your decisions and then send on your notice to the legislatures to say, "Oh, we want this and we want it from here." That that's what creates anxiety amongst the community.
1: Let me ask you this question. then. I want you to to, to take two minutes to, to 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 speak to this. Speak to the private sector. You you are the the the, the chair of uh, the finance committee. I just mentioned we're a consumer-driven economy, which means that we need money circulating throughout the the Virgin Islands, because we're not manufacturing like like we once did back in the day, instill um, some some confidence in in the private sector, uh, 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 the heart the heartbeat, because we're, we're a small business jurisdiction, the heartbeat of the Virgin Islands, and 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 let let them know that you know we're aware of how important they are where our existence is concerned and that, you know, we're not going to do anything uh, to undermine them because they have enough hardships as it is already?
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, as you said, the private sector is the backbone of our community. Um, you know, the funds, that the monies that we raise come from, you know, the taxes of our private sector and our responsibilities to make sure that we are able to ensure that you know, we support the private sector and that energy crisis is one of the major components to supporting the private sector. Because once you support the private sector, then it trickles down to the citizenry. You see that you, we will see the reduction in the at the pump. We'll see the reduction in the supermarkets. We'll see the reduction in the services. And when I say reduction, I mean the costs to do business here in the Virgin Islands is expensive. So if we are able to really put a ribbon around um, solving this uh, energy crisis that we have in the Virgin Islands, you know, it it not only benefits the private sector, but it benefits all. And then we will see more, um, the the ability to hire more, you'll see more jobs. It's just a trickling, rippling, trickling effect that will impact the Virgin Islands in a very positive way. So I believe that you know, what, what's occurring with our energy crisis is something that all of us as leaders need to own. We need to own it and we need to really step up to the plate and and do what is necessary um, to come together, put our egos aside, put our egos behind us and really work hard to addressing this issue in Virgin Islands. It's, it's been a long standing issue and the better, the best time to address it is where we are and that's now.
1: The the government is currently conducting meetings with respect to a comprehensive land and water use plan. Every senator, every every candidate who came on the candidate speak throughout the 2022 election cycle was asked about their take on a comprehensive land and water use plan. Um, you think we're heading in the right direction? And, and of course, everybody said we, we should have one, but at the same time, it's not an easy task.
4: It's not an easy task, and it's been a long-standing conversation, but I have to commend, I want to say, the legislature, from I mean, I, I only could speak from when I was there. Perhaps when you were there, the conversation was ripe as well. But I know that when I came in the 33rd legislature, we really put a lot of pressure around um, pushing for the, to begin the conversations and to begin the work around a comprehensive land and water use plan. What concerns me, though, is you know, while we're working on that, and that's going to take a, a significant amount of time, um, we're still making decisions around zonings. Um, in the territory so you know our, our land our landmass mass is small so I'm, I'm not sure what that's gonna mean when it's all said and done uh because you know we're still doing what we have to do simultaneously while they're working on that but i i think that uh, the commissioner and his team they're committed to making it happen
1: let me ask you this question um <clears throat> people keep talking about converting gross receipts to our sales tax and all that stuff and I don't I don't think they really understand how complicated that is that's number one but number two with gross receipts taxes now in the 200 millions 250 million dollar okay. range that's a significant amount of money and gross receipts uh is about spending right it is about it's it it actually yeah it, it actually speaks to the size of your economy right yes Mm-hmm. um so you're multiplying that we're, we're at what five percent grocery sheets about
4: yes five percent
1: so so we if we multiply 250 million dollars times 20 because that's what five percent is right 20 times five makes a hundred percent
4: correct
1: we're at a five billion dollar economy here in the virgin Islands.
4: about yeah and that's about right have you looked at the um bureau of economic research data lately
1: no i haven't we were supposed to have miss Degazan on but she had to attend your meeting so um, we're trying oh, to we're trying to work her work her into the mix. You're, you're big man. You're big. It's like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but five, a $5 a dollar economy. Um, could you imagine where we I would imagine? Could, could you imagine where we would be if we didn't have energy crisis? We'd Absolutely. be in surplus. We'd be in surplus territory.
4: Absolutely, and this is why we need to make it a priority, and we can't make it a priority individually. And I'm speaking about the leaders in the territory. We have to make this a collective priority and really work together. Um, You know, we have our role as legislators, the executive branch has their role and the uh, delegate to Congress has her role. So um, we have to collectively get this done and sharing of information is critical so we can all know where we are. So we could be singing from the same sheet of music. We're not always going to agree, but I think what matters is, you know, the, the opportunity to really work on this together, to come out with something that is workable and doable for the people. And it's not gonna happen overnight because we know that as long as I can remember um, as a young girl here growing up in the Virgin Islands, um, we've always had issues with our Virgin Islands, um, Water and Power Authority, but I think the issue has compounded significantly because we have not really given it the, uh, the deep attention that, that it needs. But, but, uh, we man, need, man, need some man, real restructuring. But, um, you know that we passed legislation. But, but
1: Madam Chair, uh, Madam Chair, we, we, we got recovery that's like, supposed to help fix this thing, man.
4: Yeah, but you, 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 the recovery can't fix it if you don't have a plan.
1: No, 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 no. The, no, no, don't get me wrong. You need, a, you, you need sound infrastructure and you need a quality policy as well. I ain't denying that. I ain't denying that. But the recovery, the recovery deals with the infrastructure and that needs to happen, man.
4: I'm serious. And so we, sh- we should be better for, you know, the thing about it is we have billions of dollars. We have $8 billion and we, we're hearing that we could possibly receive another $4 dollars. Yeah. No, 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 no. We
1: don't we, we don't get two out of that four already. So we, the ten become member is is is, is yes. wastewater, right? It's wastewater for St. Croix. First, that don't lock in already and St. Thomas, St. John gonna be locked in shortly. So that's the four billion dollars, four billion that the governor would have be that the governor referenced in the state of the territory. But so we should be
4: what? We should be better for it. Yes. When it's all said and done, we have to be able to show that yes, these leaders that served during this time, they really pushed and made a difference. And I think that's what really matters. That's what people want. People wanna see that we are working together. We are working towards improving the livelihood of the Virgin Islands. Mm -hmm. But again, I say it all the time, we cannot do it as individuals. We have to do it collectively.
1: Now, let me ask this final question, property taxes. What's the ballpark figure? And 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 quickly, 20. is there any relief for native St. Johnians? Given what it the over there, that situation is unique. So they to said 60%. that they collected
4: fifty million in property taxes. They're projecting another. They proje- they said they've collected fifty-seven. The numbers between the Department of Finance and the, and the uh, Tax Assessor Office was a little off. Uh, the Finance said when they did the show up it was fifty million in, for FY twenty twenty-two, and they're projecting some sixty-three million for FY twenty Where did is thirteen coming from? Well, they said that that they're ramping up their, um, remember there's a lot of outstanding property taxes. Did you see that the lieutenant governor said- Oh, so
1: that's probably a a year money.
4: Correct. So oh, it's, well, okay, I mean, okay. Once it's
1: collecting data, you can't no 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 no, 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 I just, no, no. no, no. Check this out, right? It, remember we had the big issue in 2008 and the way they wanted to bump property taxes from 50 to 60 mil, and then we find out the majority of that $10 million increase would be on the backs of the, 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 the St. Johnians, and that's why me, Positive, Rani, Louis Hild, uh, um, um, Wang Figueroa, Seville, even Sean and, and um, Carmen Wessel have... Said, no, man, it's a problem. We can't deal with that. So when you so so, I just want the public to understand what you're saying. If they're collecting 63, 50 that's is projecting. Fi- projecting. 50 is 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 current year due and the 13 is okay. previous years.
4: Correct. That, okay, that's go what go. they're projecting that they're okay. going to be able
1: to okay. collect. Okay. that goes but,
4: but, you know, you touch on the St. John issue. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a pilot There's a pilot payment that's made, for, made by the National Park Service to the territory of only... Uh, and I see the word only, only for $41,000 annually. Peanuts. For peanuts. And I I think it's time, you know, there's a lot of discussion about the new school in St. John and, you know, some of what we want to give up, but it's time that we really have a deep dive conversation yeah, man. Yeah, man. on yeah, the federal level about, yeah. you know, how do we change this? I, I took some time to look at, there's a formula and the formula is throughout the the, the contiguous and it, it trickles down to the to the to the outlying areas, which one of the outlying areas is the Virgin Islands. I think that you know, based on where we are as a territory and all that we've given up, I really think that there needs to be some consideration about you know giving us additional resources around the, uh, the the taxes or the pilot payment in lieu of taxes that's coming from the National Park Service. Um, and I'm saying that because of the amount of property taxes. That our local St. Johnians pay annually it's it's, its its imbalanced. So we have to have a balanced conversation. Yeah, 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 is yeah, there, got, is we, it going yeah, to be subsidized? You know, we've been talking about this for many, many years, but we have not come to a conclusion around this. And I think it's really time that we need to weave in all of the conversation because while we want the school, and I'm a, I'm a firm, um, I'm firm on, on St. John needing and having a school but I think we need to use this opportunity to get some additional things for the island of St. John and, and it's tied to the, the 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 pilot payment and the whole property tax um of the St. Juniors in, in 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 the Virgin Islands.
1: I want to thank you Madam Sen- Madam Chair Senator Donna Fred Gregory of Chairman of the uh Budget Appropriation and Finance Committee and the 35th Legislature for making this time available. You will be a regular here on this show for obvious reasons, because we analyze this on a daily basis. And yes. I'm looking forward to talking with you sometime in April, because remember, April's a big month with tax collections and um, I wish you well. I know you're going to handle the job and um, don't be a stranger looking Thank out for you. you.
4: Thank you, Fernanda. Of course, I have the Revenue Estimating Conference that's coming up,
1: oh, so no, you're coming back. we will like be getting eight, a
4: lot of information from that. That should a be doubt. happening sometime in March.
1: We're looking forward to that, and then you can give us a review on that. Thank you very much, Madam Senator. Appreciate you. And
4: thank you for the time. You got
1: Appreciate it. You. That's um, Senator Donna Fred Gregory joining us from the District of St. Thomas, St. John. Great show today. I want to thank Chairman of the Virgin Islands Casino Control Commission, Marvin Pickering, and his Vice Chair, Miss Carolyn Herman Purcell, for joining us in our number one, of course, the notorious DFG. Uh, Senator Donna Gregory and our number two thanks to the audience for text messages thanks for listening uh looking forward to talking with you in the very near future we'll be back bye-bye
0: Views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.
4: On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big cowboy hat (laughs) on. He looked like, like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at
0: 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m., right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. All of us want to know what's going on, but only some of us want to know the why. That's where we come in. 1A is a place for the curious. Daily conversations for those looking to make sense of our world. I'm Jen White. I hope you'll join me next time for 1A. Catch 1A at its new time. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1.